Hello, my name's Harry Niewski, and I operate freshstrategy.com.au. This is my first podcast in a series designed to help you on your strategy and strategy plan journey. The first podcast is entitled, Why Bother with a Strategic Plan? For many people, it is obvious why we should bother, but I'm not sure that it is universally held and even if it is accepted, whether strategic planning gets the attention that it needs for success. Particularly in small organizations, it's hard to pull back from operations to think strategically. If you are listening to this podcast, you may be working in a small not-for-profit. Maybe you are the CEO or board chair and everyone is banking on you. The day-to-day pressures consume everything though, and in any case, you weren't expected to have a Harvard MBA. You should actually think though that you shouldn't imagine that in the corporate world, they are fantastic in strategic planning by comparison. Strategic failures in large organizations abound. So maybe they also have issues and maybe you're from one of those organizations. Just think of the Masters Hardware Stores in Australia by Woolworths, now closed, or World for Kids, the Coles Toy Superstore, closed a long time ago. In my strategy journey, I've gone through phases. Many years ago, when I first encountered the task of preparing a strategic plan, the why bother question was because I was told to do it. I didn't see the reason to divert energy and attention so needed within the business into creating a plan. I saw it as a waste of time. The plan was duly prepared, but then simply parked, never to be looked at, or maybe to be dusted off if anyone ever asked for it. The strategy was in my head, and for me at that time, that was good enough. I don't know how it got into my head, but it sure was there, and of course we were doing well enough. The paper on which the plan was written didn't really matter much. There is often a battle between what we think is sensible based on our intuition and what management speak is all about. At one stage I liked quoting Ross Perot, a billionaire known for his business acumen and failed run for the President of the United States. He was a very straight speaker. He owned a large stake in General Motors, a US car company who once ran Holden Cars in Australia. Ross said, and he was a Texan by the way, I come from an environment where if you see a snake, you kill it. At General Motors, if you see a snake, the first thing you do is to go hire a consultant on snakes. Then you get a committee on snakes and then you discuss it for a couple of years. The most likely course of action is nothing. That story makes attempting to dismiss the work needed for a strategic plan in the same vein. But I take a different view now. I am no longer a know-it-all because my intuition was tested and came up short more than once. It was when things weren't going so well that focused my mind. I was in a small organization with little structure and it was a bit haphazard. The plan, which was part previously, was no help to an emerging situation of profound change in the operating environment. I still felt that I instinctively knew best what the way forward should be. 
I'm not sure what an instinct is really, or where it comes from, but it is a rather good saying to describe a particular analytical technique with no conscious analysis. I'm sure it works, but maybe not for everyone, and maybe not every time, and maybe not for you, and also not for me sometimes. But even if it is a good instinct, it's good to put down a plan so that it can be actioned. There are two extremes in thinking. Paralysis by analysis, where too much focus on generating numbers leads to no decision being made. And extinction by instinct, where instincts are never challenged, and if they are not correct, they can lead to disaster. A good strategic plan does not dismiss either of the extremes but rather tries to embed both instinct and analysis. If you are in one camp or the other as a preference, strategic planning can still help by articulating the path and helping define what's needed in implementation. Failure is a good teacher and soon taught me what was for me the new values of research and analysis to support a forward strategy. For me, being able to be in the right place at the right time with the right offering is and has been more often than not planned, even though it was supported by instinct. Analysis added to instinct increases the success rate. Business textbooks describe strategic planning as if it is some logical process that you just do. In operating businesses, it ignores the psychological pressure to get on with the business. There are so many valid excuses not to do it or to do it in a quick and forget way. It is easy to avoid as the consequence is not immediate. We respond to immediate gratification rather than long-term gain. We really are programmed to think that way, or some of us are at least. So strategic planning goes against some pretty basic instincts for many of us. Immediate gratification as a concept has been around for a long time and we all intuitively know that it's correct. There are many examples in the literature. A classic study in 1970 at Stanford University by Michelle and Eberson um, has really become one of the big reading things in lots of management textbooks. Children were led into a room, empty of distractions, where a treat of their choice was placed on a table that they could see. The researchers let the children know they could eat the treat, but if they waited 15 minutes without giving in to the temptation, they would be rewarded with a second treat. The kids found it really, really hard to make, to wait. And if you look at the results, it wasn't what the researchers expected. Instead of the initial rewards serving as a cue to wait for possible more delayed rewards, the initial rewards themselves served to increase the children's frustration and ultimately decrease their ability to wait. So this immediate gratification is such a powerful, powerful thought. Of course, their study went on to use marshmallows and you probably have heard of the marshmallow set of experiments and disputed interpretations that those able to delay the gratification were more successful in later life. Maybe that's not so important for what I want to get across in terms of strategy planning though. Just that it's hard to focus on the long-term benefits of a strategic plan 
when there are immediate temptations. It's not talked about a lot that we want quick results and quick gains. So having long-term plans with outcomes is not so easy. And it's not easy to see what the outcomes are in the long term, especially when you're right in the middle of the journey. It becomes an act of faith in some way to adhere to a plan. Except, of course, with the value of hindsight. In my experience, looking back almost always makes clear the value of having created and followed a strategic plan. Maybe you've had not had a lot of successes or failures yet, and not enough hindsights to convince you of the value of a strategic plan. That's where I can help to give you support and courage to invest in it, to supplement your experiences to make better decisions. I can see freshstrategy.com.au not as a textbook consultancy developed from a business school curriculum, but as a supportive voice molded by experience, fine-tuned by analysis and embedded in reality. Thank you for listening to this first strategy podcast by me, Harry Miefsky. I'd like to acknowledge that the background music is from Music by Winking Fox Music from Pixabay and the people at Audacity um, for the software that made this podcast. Audacity is the free open source cross-platform software for recording and editing sounds. I hope you will listen to more podcasts in this series and found this one interesting. Thank you.